As uh, the company reporting season continues to unfold, we're getting regular updates on how the Australian economy is travelling. Yesterday, it was the turn of Australia's largest steel manufacturer, Blue Scope, which reported a lower full-year profit amid volatile global economic conditions. We're joined this morning by the ABC senior business correspondent, Peter Ryan. Peter, good morning to you. You know, how difficult is it for Blue Scope at the moment, given the economic outlook, and then the switch to renewables, which is going to be pretty bumpy? Well, good morning, Tom. Yeah, a few few uh, headwinds there for companies like Bluescope. Uh, that company's dealing with a slump in uh, housing and uh, more cautious customers as construction costs and interest rates rise. Uh, also insolvencies on the horizon which have crippled building activity. So a weaker full year profit for Bluescope after tax of $439 million, which is down 23%. But Bluescope's pretty upbeat about prospects in the United States where it's looking at a $1.8 billion expansion plan to get its signature colour bond roofing product into the world's biggest economy. And a feasibility study is underway for a colour bond plant possibly in the US uh, Midwest. Now, Bluescope says it's also making cautious progress on decarbonisation and uh, also relining a major blast furnace, which it is describing as a bridge to a low-carbon future, also working with BHP and Rio Tinto on a pilot project to investigate what it's calling electric furnace technology, which critically will be able to use iron ore from the Pilbara in Western Australia, which is currently not possible. I spoke with Bluescope Chief Executive Mark Vassella, who sees a bumpy road ahead to decarbonisation, and he expressed low confidence about the reliance on renewable sources when it comes to an energy-intensive thing like smelters. And he told me it would be unwise to decarbonise or de-industrialise too hastily. The broader question here that you're alluding to, Peter, is absolutely right. And we've said this uh, right from the get-go in our sustainability reporting. Uh, the enablers that are going to require the sorts of transition that we need to make for steelmaking, one of them is the availability of uh, commercially viable, uh, abundant and, uh, and dispatchable renewable energy. And without that enabler, we're going to be constrained. So that's why we continue to talk to governments uh, and uh, and other interested parties in, in how we build out an ecosystem that makes sure there's enough dispatchable, affordable, renewable energy for industry to transition. So it's one thing to do a pilot to build a smelter to run on renewables, but you're saying that if you don't have the reliability of that power to fuel the smelter, that's a pretty big problem. Yeah, so I mean, it's not, it's not just electricity, it goes to gas. Gas is going to play a very important part in transition for steelmaking. We, people talk about hydrogen and the potential reduction that hydrogen gives in terms of uh, emissions and emissions intensity. There's a material reduction that we would see in steelmaking with the utilisation of gas. But of course, gas availability is challenged, particularly on the east coast of Australia. Uh, its affordability is, is, uh, is challenged as well. So there's a broader energy question here, Peter, around how we ensure that we don't de-industrialise de- Australia, 
uh, and send all of our manufacturing offshore. So energy remains a key enabler for this transition. It's Blue Scope CEO Mark Vassella there with Peter Ryan, who is uh, still with me in the studio. Peter, speaking of carbon emitters, BHP, uh, it's rolling out its half-year results later this morning. What, what are you expecting there? Do you think we're going to see similar pressures? Well, uh, yeah, actually, uh, BHP is uh, well on the way to uh, decarbonising, getting out of coal and pretty busy in that transition to renewables where the big money lies. But ahead of the results uh, last week, BHP flagged a $3.2 billion impairment in relation to the Brazilian Samarco Dam collapse back in 2015, but also a $2.5 billion impairment charge for its uh, nickel business in WA. Um, BHP's earnings expected to hold up broadly pretty well, the same as last year, underpinned by record high iron ore prices, but some analysts think its underlying profit might slip to around $6.4 billion US dollars in the six months to December. As we mentioned, we'll be wanting to know more about its WA nickel business, which, as we mentioned yesterday, has been put on the critical minerals list to support nickel miners who've been smashed by a glut of nickel coming out of Indonesia, push, pu- uh, pushing down the price. And uh, that would have been a big talking point at yesterday's Cabinet meeting in Perth, which was attended by the WA Premier, Roger Cook. Okay, you've been covering the various inquiries into Australian casinos, Peter, before I let you go. In the case of the star in Sydney, its uh, future looks a bit uncertain. A second inquiry has been called. Yeah, look, this could well be the last chance saloon for the star, even when you try to put the best face on it that the New South Wales Independent Casino Commission is simply asking for um, more information. But um, listening to the Commission's chairman, Philip Crawford, yesterday, that sounds basically unconvinced that star has been able to clean up its act after evidence in the earlier inquiry that had become a haven for anti-money laundering and counter-terror financing breaches, effectively allowing the Sydney casino to associate with um, criminals and to clean dirty money. And this is less than 18 months after an earlier damning report found uh, Star was unfit to hold a casino licence in Sydney. But the backdrop to all of this, of course, Tom, is the, the, uh, the inquiries relating to the Star's chief competitor, Crown Resort. Which of course had not one but two royal commissions, one in Victoria and WA, and a, a special inquiry in New South Wales, which uncovered a range of um, unlawful activity. So this uh, inquiry in New South Wales, which will be in camera, will be very interesting to see if Star is able to retain that licence and protect the jobs of about three thousand employees. Peter Ryan, thank you as always. That's our senior business correspondent, Peter Ryan. There, it's time for five minutes of news.